Management reform at the Defense Department feels like they've gone on longer than the Punic Wars. Now Congress, with the Senate having recently confirmed a chief management officer, is sending out signals it may not want a CMO in the first place. Longtime federal management watcher and former defense policy official Jerry McGinn joins me now with his take on how things ought to be organized. And Jerry, good to have you in. Great to be with you, Tom. There's mixed signals, kind of a schizophrenic Congress, which I guess is not something we've never seen before. But this idea of a CMO, your contention is what kind of grip could a person like that, can a person like that really have on something as far flung and diverse as the Defense Department? Yes, to a degree, Tom. You know, this is, um, as you, I don't know if it's been going on as long as the Punic Wars, but it's been almost two decades. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. There's been better part of two decades worth of efforts to really bring um, business best business practices into the Department of Defense through the what was called the Business Transformation Agency, originally in the Bush administration, then the Deputy Chief Management Officer Organization in the Obama administration, now the Chief Management Organization, or CMO. And these efforts, the logic and the rationale behind them are, is, is pretty much unassailable. I mean, who doesn't want the government to be more in the department to be more effective and efficient? Um, but in execution, each of these organizations' efforts have struggled. And so this seems to be sort of the latest uh, kind of iteration, and I've just been thinking about different ways to address this. And in having a CMO and in saying they want better business management, there must be some more specific objective than that, like getting a clean financial audit, for example. Is that all there is to it, or do they have other things that they can manage better since the management structures in place now pretty much go back to the McNamara era? Right, right. Essentially, they've established the CMO as the number three person in the order of precedence in, in the Pentagon. But it, but there's often a question of what are the responsibilities of the, the, the chief management officer. And so in, in Pentagon terms, that becomes problematic because you have this organization that is uh, sort of outside of the overall chain of command. It's a part of – it doesn't – reports the, the secretary and deputy secretary of defense, but – in the Pentagon structure, it becomes sort of um, an organization unto itself, and it struggles against the the, the military departments or the services and uh, the the so-called fourth estate. Um, and this approach, I've just come to the conclusion, is just not the right approach to do the management of the department. So I have a different view. All right. What is your view on how it could be managed in such a way to improve things and get to that clean audit? Right. You know, I think Congress and the department, they've been back and forth and working very, very um, diligently to try to do the right thing on this. And they've, you know, the Congress has given different authorities, increased authorities to this organization, renamed it uh, department, likewise, different organizational approaches. And I just think that's the wrong approach. And instead, I think what the department should do is empower actually the uh, the uh, the leaders of the department. I mean, the department is not a business, but you have you know the, the the services, the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines that are essentially business-like organizations, and you should empower the the leaders of those organizations and then hold them accountable, give them objectives for business reform, and then hold them accountable to achieve them. That's what that's what commercial companies do, and once company executives succeed, are rewarded, and those that are, do not are replaced. And likewise, in the fourth estate, fourth estate, I think you can argue that there maybe there's some need for um, uh, a function that uh, looks at that. But it should be part of the deputy secretary of defense's office or organization. You know, and to that way, you know, it's the deputy speaking and not some organization um, that is distinct, even if it reports to the deputy. We're speaking with Jerry McGinn. He's executive director of the Center for Government Contracting at George Mason University. I wonder if... Maybe they should carve out the fourth estate and all the Pentagon central offices 
and put that under some kind of management regime and let the armed services take care of themselves, provided they have good management regimes that can be interoperable with what happens with everything outside the armed services. It may not be the ideal of one management kind of overlay, but let's be practical. Maybe that could be something they could accomplish. No, I think it's a good point, Tom. It seems that where the Secretary um, Secretary of Defense Esper is sort of heading in that direction to a degree. Essentially, he's vectored with his memo, and I think it was January 5th or 6th, that said his management priorities or his reform priorities for 2020. He essentially charged the CMO, uh, Ms. Lisa uh, Hirschman, uh, with responsibility for the— And she's no slouch. No, she's a tremendously accomplished former CEO. She's done—been incredibly well-respected. Um, and uh, what, but what the secretary has done is sort of vectored her organization and her to the defense-wide or the fourth estate organizations, and set tar- and given the uh, services clear direction. I want aggressive reform parties, and I want you to to um, establish those and come tell me what they are, and then what essentially unstated is to hold you accountable for them. So, what should Congress do to give some kind of management, which is their or some kind of direction, which is their right, mm-hmm. but yet? This constant tinkering that they do every year in the NDAA makes everybody crazy and just doubles and triples the number of reports that are due. Right. What should each side respectively do that would be logical to get something done? Right. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. And Congress here, I don't hold Congress at fault. They're trying to do the, the same thing that the department is. is um, I think they should take a step back. Um, and Senator Inhofe has said, you know, I question whether or not you need to have a chief management officer. And they, they've directed two studies in the 2019, FY 2020 NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act, to, um, to relook at CMO. And I, so I'd encourage them to take a step back on um, – any further legislative changes, uh, and then see how the, the secretary's efforts go, go uh, going um, uh, pan out in this year. And I, I think it may. I think in t- in time, what I would see is a, essentially a much smaller kind of CMO organization that is enables the deputy and the secretary to make the decisions for the overall management of the building. Yeah, because in every other agency outside of DOD and the civilian side, for the most part, it's the deputy secretaries that effectively are the management officers. Yes, that's correct. Um, I, and I think particularly within the department, you've got these incredibly strong line organizations, essentially, the services. You know, I, I just think let's you know direct, let's enable them and hold them accountable to achieve business reform objectives. They already have, um, you know, business transformation organizations in each of the military departments, you know. You know, have them kind of working with their secretariats, establish those priorities, and then um, uh, measure them on their achievement. And a final question, all of these functions, finance and the CFO function, procurement, that's where the money is all in the Defense Department. How should they relate to this function that would report up through the the deputy secretary? Yeah, I think I would keep this clear of procurement uh, mostly. I, I think the Except maybe in in the sense of um, uh, harmonizing like business systems, that's where they've been sort of focused on. I wouldn't get into the acquisition area because you already have uh, an undersecretary for that as well as for research engineering. And you have but, Section eight hundred times a thousand for yeah, every little thing yeah, in procurement right. already. Right. So I, yeah, I, I would keep them out of the sort of the that that aspect of the business of defense, but really focusing more on the the overall business processes and a lot of that are business systems and and how the uh, services uh, do business uh, uh, organizationally. 
Jerry McGinn is executive director of the Center for Government Contracting at George Mason University. Thanks for coming in. Great to be here, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.